0: And we're live on Anchor for uh, episode number five of my podcast, uh, Futurist. Um, today my, my guest is Kelly Clemmie. I'm actually here in his uh, new office today. Um, he is the founder, um, current owner and operator of uh, Twisted Mike's Music Entertainment. Um, and something else I saw on your, um, on your page as well. It looks like a separate thing, but it's kind of under the same brand. You have Twisted Mike's Photo Booth I'll, We'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. more more about that later. Um, you know, you got some cool things brewing. I'm really excited to have you on here. Um, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Like he this this guy for for anyone who doesn't know Kelly, he's he's been like an industry leader in the um, the wedding um, event planning, just event and wedding planning industry in the quad city specifically
1: yeah i appreciate
0: it yeah he's uh he's i mean ever since i i got to know him he's acquired businesses made all kinds of big moves i'm just really excited for <laughs> all, all <laughs> the next things are going to unfold i appreciate that um but yeah yeah so can you could you go into a little bit about um twisted bikes just kind of an overview of all the services you guys offer, kind of what your bread and butter is. Like, right, what what right. would you so, say?
1: So I started uh, the DJ company, Twisted Mics, mm-hmm. um, almost 10 years ago now. So we're actually coming up on that here in May. We have a 10-year um, anniversary, which is pretty cool. Um, and when I kind of get started, <clears throat> uh, I was looking to do more like... Um, I was really looking to get more like club scene uh, type stuff. Um, but um, as we started to grow and realize like what kind of a difficult market that is, um and how like unreliable or like inconsistent that could be. Mm-hmm. Um I was starting to get more into like doing like graduations and birthday parties, um uh, stuff like that. Um then got inquired to do a couple weddings, um, and that's kind of where we really started seeing like a solid niche right there is doing weddings. So, Mm -hmm. um, we primarily started focusing on weddings like after the first year, um, and getting into that. So now we're doing about, um, kind of fast forward a little bit here. We're doing about 180 weddings a year, Mm -hmm. um, but we still do a lot of community events. Um, not so much birthday parties, graduations anymore. Um, although we still offer that, Mm -hmm. um, but we have gotten more into, um, more community stuff like the Bix fest and, um, a lot of like high school dances. Mm-hmm. Um, those are always fun. Um, and a lot of other things we do a lot of donations to like Relay for life. Um, uh, we just did one for this weekend, uh, raising money for Vanderveer park called Brides Bingo, which mm-hmm. is a pretty cool Brides Bingo. Um, kind of getting into that stuff. La two years ago coming up in uh, mm-hmm. May as well. Uh, two years ago, we acquired the photo booth company. Yeah. Um, so we bought that out, which was super cool. We were actually subcontracting them out for like the past, <clears throat> uh, like two years before we bought them out. Um, we were just kind of, you know, um, book, book photo booths. They would show up and they would, and then, um, after about two years of that, um, mm-hmm. we started booking more weddings. Yeah. Um, them rather than they were booking for themselves yeah. and so we ended up um, buying out their business uh, It I was just getting mm-hmm. too much for them to handle and um, obviously since we have a little bit more people on our hand uh, you know helping us um, it wasn't too much for us to handle so right so we ended up buying the, uh, the photo booth company out yeah.
0: years ago so so how, how did you see that affect your business as you were as you're bringing on you know it's a new service mm-hmm. it's I don't know if you're managing new people and everything like that too. What was that like, how how did that, um, how was that transition?
1: Um, It was pretty smooth. Um, I already had some employees that were kind of operating it and actually somebody that was kind of more managing it for them anyways. Mm -hmm. So when I took that over, the employees kind of came with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, with new ownership, there's gonna be some changes. Mm -hmm. Um, We wanted to kind of scale it upwards a little bit. Mm Um, where that person wasn't really... They weren't really driven as much money to get into it um, Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. So um, we... It wasn't wasn't terrible. Um, We ended up hiring more photo attendants. We actually ended up buying a couple more. We bought two more photo booths since then as well. So we had to hire a couple more people um, and just kind of go through the training process a little bit differently. Um, But it's been it's been super beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it goes right along yeah. with DJs too. It's just entertainment at your event. Um, mm-hmm. and this is something where, uh, people can actually take something with them when they leave, you know, mm-hmm. they get little photo strips printed, yep. um, with custom designs at the bottom, whether it's, um, like a company logo, like we did stair lights, um, mm-hmm. Christmas party. We've done stuff for, like Trinity and stuff where they have like their company logo down there at the bottom. So it almost kind of acts as a business card as well. Yeah. Um, but if you your a wedding uh we have like the bride and grooms names on there um where we have like you know the the guests could keep that mm. you know with them and take that with them and it's pretty cool it's super yeah. interactive lots of fun so
0: right and, and i'm i mean just from my perspective it seems like that's kind of what you guys do to set yourself apart like you almost position yourself as i mean it's in your name Mm -hmm. like you're an entertainment company right you know that's that's what it seems like to me Mm -hmm. because you have all these different things that you can offer you know just different experiences really Mm um and like doing all different kinds of events too like i one uh, way that i i used one of your guys photo booths um Mm -hmm. we were at a uh um, Quad City Storm game, yep. And you guys had a booth there, and it was just really cool. People could go in, yeah. just get uh, you know a strip of exactly. photos taken for free. Yep. You know, so that was just that was really cool that you guys were able to. Yeah, and the get, way we do, that, do that too.
1: Because <clears throat> I, I always wanted to do some sporting events like that. So like, I like to get with the uh, um, the River Bandits. Mm-hmm. Um, get some get a photo of it down there at my woman. Um, steam Wheelers were actually kind of. I just met with the tax letter Sunday the other day to talk about some stuff like that. Um, but with the Storm, I kind of approached them and said, hey, let's do a photo booth here. We're well, like, well, we don't really have a huge budget for that. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, what if I sold advertisement for the bottom of that photo strip? Um, and they said, that's totally fine. So now we're offering free photo strips to everybody who comes to the Storm games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Reynolds Ford down there at the bottom of uh, mm-hmm. the photo strip. So now it's like I said, a business card for Reynolds Ford at the at the Storm game. <laughs> right. Um, and I plan on doing that with other businesses for other sporting events mm-hmm. and offering as a free service. You know, to um, to the big events in the area. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even just sporting, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, like the Bix Fest. That's a huge event for us. Twenty-two thousand mm-hmm. runners. We DJ the finish line. Mm-hmm. Let's get a photo with there. You know, hey, we, you know, we finish the VIX or whatever, and and have a sponsor down there at the bottom for that, yeah. or we run our own logo on the bottom of it, mm-hmm. um, and we do it for free and um, kind of promotes ourselves that way. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different options we can do with that. Um, <coughs> you know, because the photo are completely customizable;
0: we can do whatever we want. On them, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, I that that's one thing that I'm seeing that you guys are doing so i mean i know you have other stuff in the works Mm -hmm. and kind of related to that question like where where are you seeing you know with i i'll I'll set the stage first so Mm -hmm. within the context of um event planning Mm -hmm. um wedding planning uh, kind of the 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 areas that you kind of are in what are you seeing for the future of that Mm -hmm. like what what trends are you seeing right now
1: so we're always looking to grow <clears throat> obviously, and adding more services, mm-hmm. um, to our, um, you know, just to kind of to our brand, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, like you said, we're in a new office, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. um, the whole the whole reason why we moved our office, we loved our other office, and it was absolutely great. I mean, like, uh, they just took care of us over there so well. They always kept everything super super nice, beautiful spot in Ventnor. Um, but this opportunity kind of uh, presented itself kind of just fell at my feet here mm-hmm. um, where <clears throat> we've built relationships so well with um, all of our vendors in the past mm-hmm. and the specific vendor um, uh, a venue um, reached out to me and heard that I was potentially looking to um, buy a venue um, in the near future um. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of just went from there. And they told me that they were interested in potentially selling their venue. Well, I'm interested in potentially buying one, they're interested in potentially selling one. Mm -hmm. So we met about it and uh, just to kind of see, you know, what kind of opportunity this is. Um, And after, you know, six months or so, I'm not sure when, when we first had that initial conversation um, we decided to move forward
0: um, and purchase the University Club of Moline. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, well, and, and I just uh, I had the privilege of just doing like like the Grand Tour and it is really <laughs> quite the building. So like, I, I don't know if any of you listeners have been here, you know, mm-hmm. especially people from the Quad Cities. I know you've seen it if you're in downtown Moline. Right. It's a Massive. huge building.
1: Yeah, it's a, it, so this building was built it kind of go a little bit more into it. We're buying the entire building, mm-hmm. um, with the venue hall inside. And there's two floors here, mm-hmm. um, for, for venue space, the whole building is 52,000 square feet. Um, and the first two floors, um, are the venue space. And that is actually, um, I think there's, uh, 8,000 square feet. I have to like, double check uh, mm-hmm. 8,000 square feet per floor. Um the downstairs is a little bit bigger, holds three hundred and fifty guests. Um the the upstairs level um holds two hundred and fifty guests. Um the first floor is a little bigger, like I said, with the piano bar and all that stuff on there. Um and then the third floor here is where um where our offices, our warehouses, everything like that. Um then we have some renovations, stuff like that we're gonna hit with other floors um in here. But mm-hmm. um yeah, it's just crazy you know, we built a relationship, you know, with the photo booth company is the same thing. We built a great relationship with them. Um, and they were ready to get out. They had, mm-hmm. they have another business and stuff like that, that they're, yeah. um, going with. So <clears throat> we ended up acquiring that same with these guys. They've been in it for 12 years. Um, they have a house down in Florida. They're ready to kind of retire, um, and kick back. Um, mm-hmm. and they're still helping us a lot, um, with training and stuff like that, making sure that, you know, we're set up for success here. Um, but it's just, it's just a crazy, it's been a crazy experience. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of moving forward from there. So,
0: yeah, I I feel like that's, I mean, that story is like a testament and I mean, and the photo booth story (laughs) is, is like a testament as to like the, just the importance of personal brand, I guess, Mm -hmm. or another way to put that would be reputation. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that just comes down to doing the right thing, exactly every time, every single time, every time doing. The yeah, right whether thing.
1: you win or lose, if you do the right thing, uh, it just really, um, it really just kind of projects you into a different path than most people really think about. A lot of people are, I feel like, focused on like the short term gains, mm-hmm. and they'll do anything, you know, to to get ahead at that moment, mm-hmm. but. What I've been doing over the past 10 years is really just proving to everybody that, you know, I, I'm in it for the greater good mm-hmm. of, of anything and everything, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to, um, especially when it comes to weddings and events, you know, I, I put everybody else, um, first before, mm-hmm. you know, before our company, um, to make, to make everybody else look good too. And that really mm-hmm. comes down to like. A lot of planning and stuff like that that, mm-hmm. comes, that comes with it, but, um, you know, just, uh, yeah, you know, just do right by everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, the opportunities just kind of just both mm-hmm. of them just kind of fell right into my lap and I've had other opportunities as well that I did not take, mm-hmm. um, with buying out another DJ company in the area, a mm-hmm. really well known DJ company, um, but I ended up not doing it, um, it was at the same time as the photo booth thing. Yeah. Um, so I've, I mean, it's just like opportunities like this just keep falling in my lap, mm-hmm. you know, for that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really, it's just a really cool experience. I guess. So. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was talking to you about the future of, um, you know, like the entertainment business in general,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I, I, I just want to. It was, it was kind of funny. Like I was um, a couple months ago. I, I forgot who I was listening to, talk, listening to talk about this, mm-hmm. but they were basically saying that, like, Disney, like you know Walt Disney,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was like the first. Guy that was making movies, making cartoons, that understood. Did you?
1: Awesome, yeah. Yeah, and
0: i've 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 actually gone into several different like um, biographies and like different movies about him. Like, I think his life is super fascinating, super
1: interesting, yeah. Because
0: like he he completely put a twist on like what an entertainment company is. Yeah, like completely different, like different monster, Mm -hmm. and 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 that's what it was is like. He, he got from the point where he was drawing cartoons. That was mm-hmm. his passion, literally. Yeah. And now he's, you know, buying out, well, not him, you know, but his his company, his company is his buying out, you know, Lucas Films, mm-hmm. you know, the rights to Pirates of the Caribbean, all these just like huge, I mean, in their real estate, right. you know, they own real estate too. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's the thing that people real, like don't realize too. Like in this kind of, tying this back into you, like, mm-hmm. You're diversifying outside of things that aren't directly related to yeah. entertainment. Yeah, you know it's now kind of more
1: kind of behind the scenes stuff that people right. aren't really going to know about. But yeah, there's real estate involved here, which is right. Which is what something that kind of always in the back of my head that I've always wanted to get into as well. Mm-hmm. I used to flip houses with my grandpa and stuff like that, and um, mm-hmm. I was just seeing the real estate value.
0: Wait, tell me, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. I know, I know you've mentioned that before, mm-hmm. but you said you used to flip. Houses with your grandpa?
1: Yeah, so back, you know, kind of right out of high school, um, as I was starting the DJ company, um, I was, you know, uh, I worked for a couple different other companies, but um, <coughs> then I started working for <coughs> my grandfather Excuse me. And, and, and flipping houses. Um, he was just buying up houses and, and helping, you know. Flip and sell the houses. So mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of like the grunt work cleaning up the houses and everything like that, but um, painting, pressure washing, roofing, mm-hmm. plumbing, I mean, all kinds of different things. But it really kind of gave me some hands on experience of, you know, learning um, just how to work with my hands in that, in mm-hmm. that aspect. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, so I've always kind of had that idea. I've always kind of like wanted to buy, mm-hmm. flip, and sell or or rent houses out, mm-hmm. um, not like a huge, massive scale, but um, over time, you know, I've, I just kind of thought it would be cool to have a passive
0: income of mm-hmm. having houses, you mm-hmm. know, with renters. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, and that's the thing about like that's that's what I like about real estate too. It's like it's. It's not going anywhere unless some like a bomb detonates in it, of course. Ooh, you know right, what I'm saying? Exactly. But like physical space, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all about how you look at the physical space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like even, yeah, so, I mean, and, and this is just like almost like a tip to people who might want to start a business and don't see opportunities, mm-hmm. um, you know, even in just real estate, think of all the related um, industries that serve real estate. Right. There's mm-hmm. there's construction materials. Mm-hmm. There's people who manufacture them. Mm-hmm. Then there's people who wholesale them to people who need to use it. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's the buildings need to be cleaned. There's exactly. cleaning companies. Mm-hmm. There's roofing companies, construction companies, exactly. you know, so it's like just for one product. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, and then, I mean, then I'm not even mentioning selling the real estate, right? You know, exactly real estate sales, well, which is people. kind of the
1: end game eventually, at some point, right? You know, you you want to build your wealth in there, and then when you are ready to retire, like you know, like the folks we bought this from, um, you know, they they're ready to retire, you mm-hmm. know, and they so they're in game, you know, they're selling they're selling their properties, and they have multiple properties. This isn't the only one, so they're selling their properties and they're. And I'm moving to Florida and retiring and, mm-hmm. and living a life.
0: <laughs> well, and, and I think it's like... Like that lifestyle and that reality is not mm-hmm. as far out of reach as, as... I think many people, they make it harder than mm-hmm. it actually is. Yeah, well, no, if, I mean, and I know you've seen those projections. If you save $200 mm-hmm. a month or $100 right. a month, mm-hmm. I mean, you can be buying rentals in five mm-hmm. years and exactly. you can be you know mm-hmm. not, not, now you have an asset to leverage right now, now the bank trusts you with their mm-hmm. money so, yeah. so it's like it just it, you know it's just the patience of it though like, mm-hmm. like yeah. you were saying well, earlier everybody
1: thinks like they see successful people and they, they I think they think oh I'm gonna start my business and I'm gonna be rich tomorrow mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. it's not the case mm-hmm. I always have played the long term game you know I don't wanna I'm not trying to get rich overnight you mm-hmm. know I'm it's taken 10 years to build this you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. um, to get this far and I feel like I've done a pretty well job there's definitely a lot of things I could have done to make it faster but they might not have always been for the long term game mm-hmm. so that's why you know I did things a little bit slower but um, you know here I am 10 years in I'm 28 years old I'm sorry, when I was 18 so I'm 28 years old and now I'm really kind of starting to see the traction of Everything that I have been doing over the past ten years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I mean I don't know, it's just it's just kind of wild to think. But I mean, I remember like when I what, like ten years ago when I was um, starting everything out, like I didn't really have this big grand picture in my head. I was like, going to see where this takes me first mm-hmm. I think a lot of people right now are like, "I'm going to start a business and then." You know they think they're gonna have, you know what I have, which do not a time but you know they think what they're gonna have what I have, you know right away or in the first year or so, and they get discouraged mm-hmm. within the first week or mm-hmm. the first month. It's like oh my god, I well, started this business and I'm not getting any, anybody to come do. You know it's like yeah, because well, you're in it for the short term game. You think you're gonna yeah, I you mean you're gonna win right away. Even like,
0: the most profitable companies yeah. a lot of times don't even. I mean, a lot of companies don't profit for years. Exactly. Honestly, so exactly. it's it's like it's and just that's how our company has been. Because mm-hmm. every every dollar we make, we
1: put right back into the business. Where some people want to take that money out when they want to buy themselves a cool car, or they want to buy themselves a big mm-hmm. house, all mm-hmm. this stuff. I could have done that years ago, but then my business wouldn't be where it is right now.
0: so that, that mm-hmm. that's that's a good topic to hop on. Like, mm-hmm. what 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 do you think the balance of um, investing back in your business and enjoying
1: mm-hmm.
0: enjoying uh, a better lifestyle mm-hmm. um, with, like because of your business, like like where do you think that balance is for you? Is it a matter of like you want to build it to a certain point and then and then you 're not inside the business anymore? because I know a lot of people have a different mindset. some people mm-hmm. it 's like, you know, I want to start a business. And automate it as fast as possible, mm-hmm. so I can be hands off, right. and then I can have freedom of time. Yeah. So, what is it for you? Like, where's that balance? So, uh
1: the balance, I guess, I mean, it kind of shifts as as we grow mm-hmm. and as I mature and as mm-hmm. you know, I decide what I want and what I don't want, what I need and what I don't need. So, mm-hmm. um, well, ever since you know, ever since I started this business, I <coughs> have only taken out what I absolutely need. When I first started, mm-hmm. I had another job, so that job paid my bills. Anything I made off of DJing, all that money went straight back into buying new equipment, um, or um, paying somebody to come help, where I could then start scaling the business. So even still today, I only pay myself what I absolutely need. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I make less than some other employees, um, because I literally, I literally, you know, Pay myself only specifically what I need. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know what I need: house, I need a, I need a vehicle. Um, you know I gotta pay the utilities and stuff, the internet, and all that good stuff in the house. But um, I do not overpay myself. I don't have, you know, I don't have, you know, big, huge, fancy house or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I rather really just pay for the necessities. I splurge a little bit here and there on certain things that I that right. I want, but you know, what are the those things that I want? Are they going to gain me anything
0: mm-hmm. or is it just to make myself look cool? You know? Right. Um. Well, and I, and I think that's also like a Testament as to I'm, and I'm at this point we're narrowing down to mm-hmm. like why you do what you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it seems very like to me, if, if there's going to be a long lasting business, mm-hmm. it's, it's built on purpose. It's mm-hmm. built on exactly. caring about the service or caring mm-hmm. about the product. Right. So, I mean, and that's, that's what I would. That's what I see. Yeah, you know what I mean,
1: I definitely like care. I overly care about what other people think, mm-hmm. um, to an extent. Uh, when it comes to the business, you know, I care about what people think about my reputation and my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, more than like anything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when it comes to when it comes to twisted mics, like. I only care about what people think about that. I don't really care about what people think about what I drive or mm-hmm. what kind of house I live in, where at in town I live, or anything like that. Um, I only care about my business and growing that business, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, that reputation. You know, and I and I am you know, everybody wants that you know that business that runs itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, you know, I do I do uh I, I and mean, I am that same way. I'm I'm trying to delegate things out so that this business does run itself over time. You know, what I decide to do in the next couple of years. I don't know. It's still kind of open. I'll figure that out when I get there. Mm-hmm. Um if I ever want to sell off the brand or if I want to um you know, continue running it and maybe have a manager in place, um whatever. Um. It just really kind of depends on what kind of opportunities present themselves mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. You know. So, yeah.
0: But. Gotcha. Um. Th- this is this is a kind of unrelated question, mm-hmm. but this is one that I've been asking. <clears throat> so I think. I think like more important than anything like, just people collectively we have to be optimistic about the future right. you know what I mean mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and just good things are going to happen Yeah. you know what I mean just, yeah. just like believing that and taking actions on what we can individually mm-hmm. to realize that right. so there's a certain level of positivity that I think it's important to maintain but then I also think just in general when navigating through the world there's also like a healthy um, balance of pessimism that mm-hmm. you should have Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, most of all. So well, what's your perspective on that and like how you kind of navigate those two sides of being optimistic yet still being realistic when, when, when you need to be?
1: Right. Um, so I always I kind of – always kind of said this. I, I plan for the absolute worst – Mm -hmm. and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, maybe it's not always the best situation comes out, but, like, um, if I plan for the worst, then I can only be happy when we actually get a positive result Mm -hmm. um, out of something. So, um, I always kind of, just kind of think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that ultimately ends up being, um, it makes me happy, Mm -hmm. you know, on a day-to-day basis, I guess, when, Mm -hmm. um, you need the most, but, uh, you know, so I am optimistic. I mean, I do like think that if I just do good and I do right by everybody, um, I don't try to screw people over or anything like that. Um, then good things will happen back to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I am optimistic in that, in that sense, but like I said, I was just kind of planning for the worst. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so that, Mm -hmm you
0: know, you're not disappointed with yeah. it. Yeah. And this is kind of, this is, I just to speak on that a little bit, this mm-hmm. is kind of how I look at it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's, there's a certain part of the world that's like predictable, like science, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a certain level of chaos too, where it's unpredictable oh, yeah. variables in the world mm-hmm. where you can't. So, so it's like with a business plan, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, let's just take real estate, for example. Mm-hmm your plan might be to buy 10 houses in a month, Right. but you know, all your other competition also trying to buy 20 houses a month,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you didn't, you didn't take that into account in your plan. Right. Exactly. So it's like, I, I kind of feel like almost the balance of, of like being like planning and being organized and being able to recognize, oh, I have to go off of what my plan is here. Right. You know what I mean? Because yes. sometimes things hit you, you know, life or mm-hmm. something in the real world hits you in the face and you're like, oh, well, now my plan is is shit now.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, you can't just stand there. It's it's all about like, okay, like let's yeah. face reality. Let's shift and like pivot into a new, mm-hmm. into a new path, into yeah. a new plan. Yep. And I feel like that's... Yeah.
1: And I just kind of always think about like, what could go wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, what, like, how can I make things easier for everyone? Not myself, but like the bottom line, like how can I make things easier for the setup crew, you know, to get in, get out of a venue, get everything all set up perfectly. And when the DJ gets there, make sure that there's no issues. Um, when they get there, like, can we spend an extra hundred bucks per event to make things easier? Like, um, because if we can make it easier then we could probably do a couple more events that mm-hmm. same day to offset that $100 cost. Or if we have a premium service which I feel like we offer, um then we can charge a little bit more money, you mm-hmm. know. We're not we're not the $500 DJ we used to be, you know, when I very first started, but even when I was I was still I was still providing quality, you know, that was that was more than what you wouldn't be getting for that price normally, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I was, we might've been charging, you know, 500 bucks, but we were, we were offering the $1,800,
0: mm-hmm. you know, package that we offer today. Well, you know, so. no, you hit something so important mm-hmm. there. Cause like, and that, and that's just, you are more focused on, um, appealing to the customer mm-hmm. rather than, well, we
1: would undersell it. We would over deliver. Right and, that, and, right. and we, and we still do that today. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, I will tell, I'll tell the customers one thing and give them something different, which a lot of people do now, but what they're, they're giving, they're telling the customer one thing and they're giving them something different on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. You know, they're giving them something worse. They're like, well, if you know, if you're if you are giving us, you give me 500 bucks, another DJ would charge $1,800 for this. They would say, you know, you're only giving us 500 bucks, so we're just gonna kind of look like, we're gonna give you 500 dollars worth of what we think is value that 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we charge um, a price, but we do more than what we told them we were gonna do. So that they know for a fact that that was valued they think they think that it was valued more than what we put a value on it. So I think that you know we just like I said, undersell it and over deliver. A lot of people are overselling and under delivering mm-hmm. um because they think that's fair. They they think that's what they that's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to get a quick gain on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Even though it doesn't really take much more to just over deliver something. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Well and that's and that's to me like you're hitting on something there. Mm-hmm. It's like, sales is, I think people look at sales the wrong way, mm-hmm. in, in a way. Like, I, I almost look at it as when you have a customer, you should spend, once you have one, mm-hmm. you should spend 90% of your time making their experience positive. Exactly. Because then they're going to go sell your product or your mm-hmm. service for you. They do. And that's, all, that's what our customers do for us now. Yeah.
1: We, our company is based on, I mean, I would say, 80 to 90 percent is all referrals mm-hmm. and coming from the venues, which are super important. Like, you know, we get to the venue, the venue is not paying us to be there, but we go out of our way to make sure that the venue is happy with our service because then they go back and they start returning, they, re, they start referring all of their clients to us mm-hmm. when, when it comes time. Um, and so that's why that's why we get so many. Referrals, so many leads and we are to the point now where we have to turn down 30 to 40 weddings a year because we can't, we can't do them. So then, you know, I could go hire a couple more DJs right off the bat and say, yep, yeah, that's fine. But are those DJs that we hire right away to fill in the void, are they going to, are they going to be offering the same service that we are offering? You know, so, um, cause the equipment's not a problem. We have the equipment. It's just, you know, the guys that we need, you know, the DJs, so, Mm -hmm. um, but we don't want to just hire just anybody to throw them in there because then it's, then it starts getting inconsistent vibe, um, throughout the area and those venues might not continue to recommend people to us. So, Mm. you know, we oversell or when we, when we undersell, over deliver, um, then we, we maintain a really good relationship with all the venues and obviously our clients. That um, when we do many many weddings where we DJ, you know, multiple family members in the same uh, in the same uh, family, um, multiple sisters or multiple brothers, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. All of them in the same family, they come back. Hey, you, you know, you DJ my brother's wedding. You know, we want to have you for our wedding. They don't even ask any questions or nothing. They say, "How do we book?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, well, come on in. We'll Sit down and we'll chat, and I'll show you like what we offer, and then you can make a decision from there. But mm-hmm. like, no, we're ready to book now. I'm like, yeah, you know, come on in. But uh, we still go through the same process. And, you know, make sure mm-hmm. they know exactly what they're getting. Yeah. And then, like I said, on top of that, we just give them a little extra, you know, if we
0: mm-hmm. can. So. Yeah, yeah and that's that's super powerful because by providing a good service and giving your customer a good experience. Mm-hmm. Now you've built trust with them. Exactly. You've, you've built trust with them, and now you that that means now that you have the trust of all of their sphere of influence. Exactly. You have all of their trust. And with the events, it's perfect too because
1: if you do a good job in an event, there's 250. I mean, I mean, the smallest wedding we've ever done is, oh, mm-hmm. at fair is like we did a small wedding 16 people once. Mm-hmm. We've done weddings as large as 800 people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're at it in the event. No, I even Big is 22,000 people down the finish line, which is a complete different spectrum, but, um, mm-hmm. average wedding, you know, you have 200 guests, those 200 people are looking at us and if we do a good job, then there's a good chance they might contact us for their event, whether it's mm-hmm. a wedding or a corporate event or whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Um, if we do a bad job, that bad words and trouble super quick, mm-hmm. um, and you know, you, you're going to be paying, you're going to be fighting to try to get more gigs out of mm-hmm. it, you know, you're paying a lot more in advertising to reach those people. Yep. But even if you reach those people, they still might know what kind mm-hmm. of service you have. So like it's going kind to of be really <clears throat> costly and it might not have any good results anyways.
0: So. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, have you ever heard of the six degrees of uh, separation? Mm-mm. So it's basically this, I don't know if it's a theory or uh, like, a law I don't know mm-hmm. but it's called the six degrees of separation it's basically the idea that any two people in the world mm-hmm. are only separated by six people in between or five people yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard uh, something like that before yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when you think about it that way it's like how quickly a bad reputation can spread just mm-hmm. by one person yeah, exactly. telling two people
1: mm-hmm. exactly. two people Yep.
0: Think about how, and that each of those people only maybe one tells one person, one tells three, mm-hmm. and it just gets out yeah, of control. Exactly. So, so it's like you don't realize yeah. that that it kind spreads of
1: spreads much faster with bad news mm-hmm. than it of does with good. Because, because like, if we, did, if we did what we're supposed to do, Then people don't really think about it much, well, which is a good thing. I guess. like, it's a good thing that people aren't talking about us mm-hmm. in a sense, yeah, um, because that means we did our job properly, and that's what mm-hmm. they expected we give a little bit more and they might talk about mm-hmm. something, but if we, if we did yeah. a little bit less than what we were supposed to do and people caught on to that, they would be, I mean, that, that spreads like a wildfire,
0: mm-hmm. you know? So. It, and it really does. Like bad news always spreads faster mm-hmm. because like, because we're, we're, we're organisms and we're always fighting for survival at, mm-hmm like at our core. Oh yeah. So it's like we're like it's prewired to mm-hmm. find the negative things that can be harmful. The yeah. things to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't, you know, if you had a really really bad event, let's mm-hmm. say, that someone's going to say, "Oh, stay away from twisted mics." Now yeah. that's their negative reinforcement. Exactly. And they're like they learned don't trust that. Yes. Yeah, that so yeah, and I've
1: seen yeah, people it's like do that. that where they've had decent reputations mm-hmm. and they've had they make you know, a, one company, it was probably five years ago. He's not in business anymore, but he made a mistake where he, like a DJ, didn't show up to an event, mm. and that just put him right out. And I mean, I mean, granted, that is terrible. Like they trusted you to be there. It was, it was a company, you know, and but the way he handled it too was like terrible. Mm. Um, once that once that happened, the news got a hold of it, destroyed him. You know, and that spreads super quick. You know, one person at that wedding knows a news
0: person. Well, you know, and with the whole cyber world now, (laughs) yeah, it's it can just spread so much faster. So much faster. I mean, mistakes are gonna happen,
1: that's a pretty big mistake. And we have set ourselves up, like I said, I always think about the worst thing that could happen, and I plan for that. Mm -hmm. So, having a person on call. Um, you know having myself not DJing anymore so that if something were to happen um, I could be right there you know within 15 minutes in the Quad cities I could be anywhere um, right. so I was planning ahead in um, some events uh, we actually send two DJs so if one guy were to get sick you know we always have that backup solution anyways we always plan for backup hmm. but uh, this guy obviously didn't do that um, and then how he handled the situation afterwards was terrible I said mistakes could happen. It's mm-hmm. sometimes about how you
0: how you just um correct that mistake. You know. Well, right. Uh, well, and and that's and that's why my my belief is that the best way to learn is through action, mm-hmm. making mistakes. Because yep. the best way that people learn again is mm-hmm. negative reinforcement. Right. Because right. I'm sure. You've probably made some of those mistakes. Oh yeah, many. I mean, and,
1: or, or ten years. It, it's it one of them. Perfect, you know. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things too. It's burned into your memory. It's mm-hmm. like, ooh, that did not feel good.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't want to feel like mm-hmm. that ever again. Exactly. So I'm gonna do this, mm-hmm. so make sure that never happens exactly, again. Yeah, and it's, and a lot
1: of it is like behind the scenes stuff that nobody really sees. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're at events, everything looks really good. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. yeah, some of the stuff is like behind the scenes stuff where. Uh, it's just not it, something that could have been a lot better, you know, as far as like setup goes, or something where we didn't have, um, you know, we forgot a power cord or something mm-hmm. for an uplight. I mean, it's like, you know, crap. Like, make sure we have two extra power cords in every bin at all times. You know, two extra power cords in the van so we don't have issues like that. Um, because you know that can be catastrophic. You know, if it was you Know we're missing power for our speakers or our microphones or something like that, yeah. Those things, those are big, those are be big, big issues, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, but yeah, you know, just trying to prepare for the worst, mm-hmm. you know. Always have backup equipment, you know, stuff like that. We always keep stuff, um, yeah, on the box truck or in the van at all times, yeah. So,
0: so. I don't have any more like formalities or anything mm-hmm. like that, but is there anything right now just like that you're, what's what are you most excited about for the future? Whether that's in your personal life with mm-hmm. things you're seeing in the world with technology, whatever yeah. that means to you. What mm-hmm. are so you most so about? the
1: big things that I'm super excited about, um, obviously we just moved to this new office uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, um, taking over the venue operations, um, is super exciting for us. Um, another project I've been working on for the past um, a little over a year now, a year and like three months. Um, is we're building an app, and I've told you about that before. Um, and that's due to launch here in the next like month or so. Mm. Um, we still have a couple little testing things. We've had like big huge issues like with Apple and getting the app approved. It's mm. built out. It has been built out for the past mm-hmm. like four months, five months, but, um, we're having troubles getting it approved by Apple. Um, and it's just, I love it though. Like mm-hmm. I love like the grind. It's like, if it was easy, you know, everyone would do it. So, um, mm-hmm. but this app is super cool and it's uh, specifically for, um, events and DJs, um, where guests will be able to download an app for free, um, on their smartphone and find the event that they're at and they will actually be able to send a song request directly over to the DJ. Um, mm-hmm. there's nothing else out there like that at all right now. Um, it's been attempted in various ways, but not, not in a very simplified way. Mm-hmm. This is simply download the app, find your event and send the song request over. Otherwise mm-hmm. make you jump through hoops. Um, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and which I kind of understand some of those hoops because there's a greater gain on them. Um, but they're, but they make it very, very difficult and nobody even uses them. No DJs use them. Um, to my knowledge, like they just, they're not effective at all. This Mm -hmm. one's going to be super streamlined, super easy. Um, DJs will be able to create the events and see the song request whether on their phone, their iPad, their computer, um, and the guests will make it, you know, super easy. They can just download the app, it's super simple. So I'm super excited about that because <clears throat> that's been a project that I've been working on for um, a little over a year now. But I've had this idea in my head ever since I started DJing. Um, I'd say even at least at least six, seven years ago, I had this idea in my head um, and had been waiting for this app to be developed. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't happening, and I had never found anything like it. So I decided, well, let's create ourselves. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm yeah. super excited about that. Um, and you know, just to kind of, I'm super excited to kind of see where the opportunities kind of fall in my lap mm-hmm. um, over time. I'm always looking for new stuff, too. So,
0: yeah, but, cool. Yeah. I'm definitely, if you're down, I'd definitely like to have you back yeah. on yeah. once once this is launched. Yeah, once we sure. can, <clears throat> you know, maybe show a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, hopefully, in a few months
1: or so, yeah, um, we'll see. <clears throat> Um, you know, kind of, kind of where that where Perfect. that plays out. You know, yeah. It's like you don't know. Like I'm not again. I'm not trying to get. You know, I'm trying to get rich overnight with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's going to be a learning curve with it. It already has been over the past year uh, with development, mm-hmm. but um, the whole process of how it works and everything like that is going to huge. Um, yeah. Huge changes. I'm sure that are going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll probably get some kickback from. I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited to see the negative feedback, which is weird. Mm -hmm. I want to see what negative things people have to say about it. The people that I've showed so far have had a lot of positive things to say about it. There has been a little bit, um, uh, negative stuff that people have seen, but it's not available yet. They haven't been Mm -hmm. able to use it yet. So they're just seeing things that are on my phone, um, and like, like colors and stuff like that they were upset about, but, um, but I'm really excited to see the negative mm-hmm. feedback and figure out solutions to mm-hmm. offset those. Yeah, so, just respond to yeah. what the market's telling you. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm super excited about that. But. Cool. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, this has been a great conversation. Again, this is Kelly Clemmy. He's the owner of uh, Twisted Mics. Um, it's Twisted Mics Music Entertainment and Twisted Mike's photo booth. Mm-hmm. And um, now
1: the University Club. Yep. <laughs> University. Um, There's a whole new thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the app. Um, we're going to call that GeoTunes. GeoTunes. Yep. GeoTunes. There'll uh, be GeoTunes Pro for the DJs and GeoTunes Request um, for the guest um, at any event. It doesn't have to be specifically weddings either. It can be you know, any events. Um, mm-hmm. And I've even thought like, radio stations can use this. Um, and, uh, uh, like bands or whatever to mm-hmm. take a requests. request. So,
0: yeah. But, Seems yeah. like it has mass so, application. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's it, we're super excited. Cool.
0: But. All right. Um, all the people listening, people I call futurists, um, stay tuned for next episode. I'm excited to release the next one. Um, we already recorded it, but I haven't released it yet, just because of some technical stuff. Um, that's with Aaron Howard. Um, yeah, stay tuned for more. Um, go ahead and you know follow me. I I run this whole thing through my personal page, um, so just go ahead and follow me on my personal page. You know, listen to some of the stuff I have to say in my videos, and uh, of course, you know, stay excited about the future. Because if we're not excited about that, there's nothing else to be excited about. <laughs> that's true. So. All right. All right. Peace out. Peace. Thank you, um, video viewers. I'm out of here on Anchor.